What's up, everybody? Paflin here, and welcome to episode 1018 of AskPat 2.0. This is a show where entrepreneurs call in, and I coach them through whatever problems they might be having in their business. And today we're going to be talking with two people, Michael Allen and his partner, Rakeem, who own a business and a YouTube channel helping people create music videos. That's their specialty. That's their superpower. They create music videos, and they teach others how to do it, too. And you know what happened? They launched a product. And it didn't go so well. It didn't go according to plan. They even validated this product and had sales up front, which basically tells you, yeah, people want this. But then they launched it for real, and it did not work like they had hoped. So I'm going to coach them through that process, which will hopefully coach you through the process too. And again, thank you to Michael and his partner, Rakeem, for allowing us to kind of dissect what's going on here. And hopefully this can be a win for everybody, not just Michael, Rakeem, and myself, but for all of you listening as well. And if you haven't stumbled upon the show before, I'd ask you really politely, please subscribe to the show if you haven't already, because this is what we do here. Sweet. Okay, now let's just dive right into the uh, coaching session with Michael and Rakeem. Let's do this. Michael and Rakeem, welcome to AskPat 2.0. Thank you guys for being here. Well, thank you for having us. Glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Michael, uh, tell us about what you guys are up to. What do you do? Well, we are 2023 Vision. We run a service-based video production business. And we've recently, well, over the past year, expanded online mainly to YouTube. And we've built about an audience of about 18,000 subscribers. And we found your podcast. And... We were like, hey, passive income sounds like something that's fun. It sounds like something that would be beneficial to us. And with this, uh, the small audience we had at the time that we found you, we really think that we can benefit from the tactics and techniques that you teach along with others you have on the podcast. So we decided to launch a course. We teach how to make music videos online. Awesome. So we decided to launch a course title how to make music videos for that specific audience and your audience they are people who follow you because why because we we not only shoot music videos but we put out tutorials based on that on how to make music videos so they follow us based on learning the different techniques and the different tools we use and just everything about how to make music videos literally I love that. So before the online course came out, which we'll dive into in just a minute, um, had you been doing anything to monetize this audience at all? Or, you know, are you providing services or is it simply just kind of creating content about creating music videos? As far as the online audience, it was specifically that free YouTube content and then taking advantage of the, the little bit of ad revenue. And we had a couple of products like a presets pack and a... Uh, ebook on how to find clients but they didn't do they probably sold like one or two each nothing too fancy so presets meaning like adobe premiere final cut pro to like style the yeah. videos and stuff yes and then the ebook uh was about getting clients all right yes how to find clients as a filmmaker okay so what's on your guys mind about all this well we launched the course not only with a email-based launch and a 
launch into the YouTube subscribers, but we launched with a five day challenge and it went okay. But for some reason, we feel like it should have went a whole lot better. A whole lot better, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when you say it went okay, tell me what, what, like, can you define that for me? Well, we had a we had a big goal, and then we had a goal based on, I guess, numbers. You would say percentages, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and technically, you could say we hit the smaller goal, but we were. It was it got a little confusing because we we couldn't figure out if it was a price thing or if if people just didn't particularly want that this course at this time mm-hmm. or it's like that's what we're struggling with. Gotcha. So I'm assuming that the small goal was related to the challenge part like you got actually people to participate but nobody was able to or hardly anybody converted into purpose of this which was to drive people into the into the online course is that correct exactly exactly okay um had you ever surveyed your audience or had conversations with your email list members or subscribers to understand sort of what it is that they they really need uh we had we did do a couple of surveys mm-hmm. and we also pre-sold it oh. like a month before we actually launched it you pre-sold it. Okay, tell me tell me about that. How did that go? At, well, at the time we had about fifteen thousand subscribers versus the eighteen we're at well, the nineteen we're at now. Sure. But we simply I simply said, I just want to know if anybody wants it. So I I put it on, I made it available for pre-order. Nothing was made, none of the content was made, and all I did was upload one video to YouTube and I did sent out a couple of emails. Mm-hmm. And we got four people to buy. Or, dude, that's legit. Like that's pr- that's good to pre-sale. I mean, that that proves the concept, right? And the thing yeah. and the thing about the pre-sale, it was it was kind of we was kind of nervous in a sense because again, we had no content. <laughs> so, we we just put our necks out and said, "You know what? We're going to see if there's a market for this at all to start with." Uh, and that was pretty risky because we hadn't done the groundwork as far as creating the course, but it actually, we got the four pre-sales and that, that really inspired us to go ahead and, and do the course in which we did get it done. But that, that initial step of putting your neck out and not knowing if it was going to sell or not and Mm -hmm. not having the content ready, that was the risk factor. (laughs) Yeah, although you guys did it right. You pre-sold this, which I would actually argue that you were removing the risk by doing that because you didn't oh. put in all this work, right? And then then finally realize after all that work and time, you're like, man, nobody wants this thing. You found people who wants it, which is great. You, that That's a huge step. Congratulations on that. Now we have to figure out how can we connect this course that you've proven that your audience wants. And yes, it's just a small amount, but that's okay. That means that you know where there are four, there are 40. Where there are 40, there are more right but mm-hmm. there was a disconnect obviously and you've told us this the, uh, between the challenge that you created and this course so what is, what is the title of the course we're going to break this down i'm going to see if i can dissect this um and we can work it out and, and figure out what's going on here so tell me the course this is the thing that we we want people to get what what is the title of it okay i'm going to give you the title and the i guess you would call it the hook tagline yeah Okay, the title is How to Make Music Videos. The hook is the step-by-step guide 
to making music video, uh, making a professional music video with little or no budget? And may I ask you, what are you charging or what did you charge at, uh, in the uh, challenge for that? The initial, the pre-order was $97 and the or the price was supposed to be 197 But we were going through, as we were creating it, we figured there was a lot of value. Mm-hmm. And with the audience we had, we figured we could get we could go with two ninety seven instead of one ninety seven. Gotcha. And Which thing- I mean, oh. in my eyes, that's not a bad thing. You you you've understood the value. It's the thing that a lot of entrepreneurs don't do is they 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 don't actually price themselves the way they should. So I like that you're not undervaluing yourself. And I would assume that with what it is you teach, that there is a, lo- a load of value in there, and it would be worth uh, two ninety seven. Now here's here's the issue. The issue is, do people understand that it's worth 297 and that's usually you mentioned this earlier i think it was rakeem that you mentioned it was like you know is there a is it was it priced too high or was the pricing wrong the answer for why aren't people buying at that price is usually because they don't understand how much value this thing actually costs they don't they don't there's no match in their head between the price that you're charging and Mm -hmm. what it is you're offering now i'm not going to say that what you are selling is only worth 97 but perhaps what it is you're portraying when you are selling might only be 97 so i think we're 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 kind of finding to discover that okay maybe there's a price difference here but part of price differential includes expectation and where are these people coming from and like you said they're coming from this challenge so let's let's dive into that challenge a little bit what was the challenge that you had them do for 5 days it was a five-day music video effects challenge. And for five days, Monday through Friday, we taught one music video effect per day, which ultimately led to a launch at the end of the week. So one effect per day. And can one of you tell me, at the end of this challenge, I, I complete this challenge, I do an effect a day, I enjoy it, now that I'm here and I have these videos that I've produced using these five challenges, can you pitch to me why I need to upgrade to the 297 course? And you can do it in the way that you did on the sales page or kind of what was your what was your reasoning for these challengers to then go and upgrade? Okay, the way we did it was that we did the five days and at, on day five, we pitched that if you wanted to work further and learn because somebody in the middle of the challenge somebody actually asked if we would go into how to do how to actually cut up a music video and how to actually edit and whatnot Mm -hmm. so we we pretty much made that the full pitch kind of where we pretty much offered for them to work further with us and learn the full editing process behind editing music videos and also the full filming process behind it it was basically kind of if you want to work further with us type of situation type of pitch okay got it had you asked anybody on your email list why they didn't buy that i did not do we did not do and i know that sounds kind of scary you don't want to be like it's almost said like 
admitting defeat, right? And this is why a lot of people don't do that. But it depends on how you pitch it. But the, the reason is because you can get a very, very clear answer from your audience why they didn't buy. And you can set it up in a way so it doesn't look bad on you, but it's actually informational. So the way I would set it up, and I would recommend you do this. It is going to be challenging. And you can you can just do it to a small segment of your list, too, if you just wanted to make sure that it's only like you know an experiment that's controlled in a little with just fewer people. Um, if you have 19k on your list, um, or to whoever you pitched this course to, you can just you know take a small percentage and send them an email that might sound like this: um, "Hey, you know, last or however many months ago we launched this program. A lot of people were excited about it, but we noticed that you didn't purchase it, and I wanted to ask you why you didn't purchase because we're looking." For information so that we can make this a better fit for our customers, whether you end up buying or not, we just want to hear from you why, um, what was the reason you didn't buy when we launched it. And you're going to get some clear answers. Now, if you hear from people saying, oh, the price was too high, that means, well, you just didn't portray really what the value was when you had launched it before. If they say things like, oh, you know, I didn't think it was going to be useful. Well, then it's, oh, you didn't put all the good things in there and really dis- have them discover the benefits. You know, I don't know. I didn't check out your sales page, but a very big common uh, thing that happens is entrepreneurs will just go crazy with all the features. Here's this lesson that does this. Here's this lesson that does this. But they don't get into the why behind it. Um, you know, I, I often review a lot of sales pages for my students and they forget to go into the transformation after you go through this online course Here's what you what you're going to get, um, and so they don't highlight that. They don't say things like, "If you finish this course, you're going to be able to create high quality music videos that are, that are going to help you get more clients, that are, that are going to help you get more views on YouTube, that are going to help you be talked about." You know, those kinds of benefits are really important because now a person can imagine going through the course and getting something out of it, not just getting the thing that you're promising. But what happens after they get that thing? So for me, for example, when I started selling my guide to help architects pass an exam back in the day, it was not just here you can take this information and buy it and then learn and pass the exam. It's no, you pass the exam and now you can get a promotion with that uh, credential. Now you can get a raise with that credential, right? So they're imagining what's happening as a result of that. So. Uh, I don't know if you had highlighted that or not. The basically, here's what this course will unlock for your life. Um, is that something that you had done or you think can be improved? It can definitely be improved. And, and Pat, might I add, I don't know if there's like a question or a statement, but on YouTube, um, the feedback is pretty good and on social media. And I was just, the problem we're having is converting that feedback that we're getting like questions in the DMs. Oh, guys, I love your work. I'm 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 happy that you guys are teaching this and that. That that feedback is pretty ample, but yeah. we we thought that that feedback would produce sales, but really we found out that that's not true. You know, we we were going off of that, and we had to learn that. Yeah, I mean that's good. I mean this is this is entrepreneurship, right? Like you try something and you're like, okay, that didn't work like we wanted it to what what else can we do or what's going on here so we're diving in and i appreciate you saying that because you've gotten things set up perfectly i feel with the feedback that you're getting this audience that you've built the email subscribers there's just that missing link right which is kind of what we're trying to what we're trying to find here um 
what is the biggest challenge that people who are creating music videos have? Is it the effects that they have or is it something else? That hasn't been partic- particularly uh, pinpointed. There's so There's been so many different answers and we actually did a poll on YouTube. It was basically a what do you want to learn from us poll. Mm-hmm. And the top answer was music video effects. And this was actually right after I decided to do the five-day challenge and do it for music video effects. I see. So, so well, the, yeah. the, the, the thing is you gave them something that they wanted, and that is – and they asked for it, the effects stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you gave that to them in the form of a challenge, which is probably why you were able to reach that small goal. You were serving your audience in the way that they, they had been asking for it. And I think there's a disconnect between what they wanted and what that challenge was about and what this course is. And yes, there are people who may want to upgrade to get like the whole thing, but people were likely entering this challenge because they just needed help with, with some effects. And so I think the challenge is still great. It's a great way to build an email list, but it's going to take some time for people to realize that, hey, the effects are just like one component of this whole process because you know i'm imagining going through this challenge myself and getting these effects and that's cool um and then i'm all about just you know trying to make my videos look better and then i i get pitched a course on how to step by step from the beginning film and create videos well i've already filmed my video i just need to make it look better i don't need the information about you know all the beginner stuff um and the stuff before the point when i'm editing you know and so uh, there's there's maybe a little bit of a disconnect there in terms of what you were offering versus what the challenge was about, which is why challenges are are great, but but sometimes dangerous if it if the, if you're selling something on the other end, but it doesn't connect. And I assume maybe this is, and again, I don't know for sure until you figure out, you know, let's maybe try something different. But that's what I'm assuming happened is that the avatar for your challenge is not the same avatar for the course for the course exactly. So I don't want you to think that the course was a failure. The course maybe just wasn't positioned properly from a challenge that was for a different avatar. Um, yeah, and I, we we really believe that it. That's we. That's why we believe that it wasn't a failure, but we just didn't do as good as it should have. Right, right. Because and, more people bought at the the normal price than they even bought at the pre order, and nobody ever even bought our regular products that were like ten dollars, fifteen dollars. So we know. That it can be sold. Yes. So I mean, we're taking all the small iterations and little failure, right? Like we're 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 making our way there. So I think a challenge is is great. I I know I need to do more challenges because it's at a certain time period. People can get ready for them, and it's only for X number of days, and people can get a result. The trick is you want that result to be something that relates to a person going. All right, my next step is I need this course, right? So the next step for a person who's implemented effects isn't necessarily going to be, all right, my next step is to get this course because the course kind of goes backwards in their timeline a little bit. So a great way to think about a challenge is what is something that people need right at the start when they are creating music videos? Before they can even begin filming, what is one thing that they absolutely need? Create the challenge about that. Give them that specific result through that challenge, and they're going to be like, Man, I have to upgrade to this course because now I have this thing 
and it would be stupid for, for me not to do it. And so an example that I have, for example, is um, I have a challenge that was created to sell more um, of this software called ConvertKit, which is an email service provider. Right? There's a lot of different kinds, but I'm an advisor and an affiliate for ConvertKit. I wanted to help them out and get paid too. And I said, okay, can I create a challenge with that? Now, I could have created a challenge, which would be, here's how to write uh, emails when you get email subscribers. And I can challenge people to create an autoresponder series, for example. But then if I pitch ConvertKit after that, well, they've already written the emails. They likely already have an email service provider as a part of being in that challenge, right? So if I pitch ConvertKit after that, I would assume that it's maybe going to be a little bit similar to what you guys did. You're pitching something that isn't what they need right now. But the challenge that I did was, here's how to get your first 100 email subscribers. You collect that those email subscribers manually. But once you get that 100 email subscribers, you need a place to put them now. Oh, here's ConvertKit. Next step, right? So that's your your course would be step two. What would step one? And step one can be you know the first module of your course. If there's no there's I used to struggle with that. Like I don't want to do something that is a part of my paid course. Like they have to be separate. They don't have to be separate. Because people will go in and be like, oh, yeah, I already did module one in that challenge. Now I'm, I'm ready to go to module two. So what, what is module one of your course, if I may ask? Getting started, equip, things like equipment you may need and planning and actually like the creative and planning process of filming the music. Basically video. like how to get clients and stuff like that. Yeah. Too. Okay. So maybe the challenge is, um, you know, in, in seven days, you're going to get your first music video client. I mean that's a, that's a tall order, so maybe that's a little too much. But maybe it could be in the first uh, in the in the first three days, we're going to help you plan your next music video. I'm going to give you how to storyboard it and what all the shots are going to be. And then once they have that, they're going to be like, I have this thing. I have a client now. Like, what do I do? I have my storyboard of what my music video is going to be. What do I do now? Oh my gosh, Michael and Rakeem have this course that are going to literally walk me step by step through all the next phases that I need to go through. Does that make sense? A lot of sense. Yes. How does that feel to you guys? That actually, it's like a common sense thing that you should have known, but you, you're like <laughs> mind blown. Dude, it's trust like- me. It, this happens all the time with me because we get in our own heads. We try things. We, we, we think too much, and it takes somebody else on the outside to just be like, what are you doing? Like, it should be like that. And so don't feel bad about that. This happens all the time. It's like you do a, a certain step. And that step could be used as a pitch, but you you overlook it because to you it's, it's coming natural. But exactly. to other people, it, it could be something very beneficial. And, and you look over it because it's a step that you do so much, but you, you fail to realize that you can use that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, imagine like, you know, you guys are there. You're the, you're the bouncers at this club, right? Everybody wants to get in this club. The club is the course. But you kind of open the doors a little bit and you go, hey. Look inside. This is what this is the music that's playing. These are the kind of people that are in here. Um, just to give you a taste of it, do you want in? All right. Well, you got to pay your fee. <laughs> so that you guys are the bouncers, right? And you got to get people excited about what's what's inside the club versus like what you had done, which is like you brought people for a specific reason, and then you open it up, and it's like, well, I didn't come for that party. I wanted something else. So now you're matching things, which is great. Oh, cool, cool. How do you feel about having conversations with the people that bought the course and getting information like why they bought, what outcome did they want, et cetera, et cetera, along with asking people why they didn't buy. 
Do you think that would be a smart thing to do? I I feel like it would be a smart thing to do because it's, because it would it would lead us to that outcome that that students are expecting and what attracted them to the course versus what we thought attracted them to the course. See again, I didn't have to tell you. You know this stuff already, man. <laughs> Right. You got it. That's that's exactly the right thing to do. Um, And I would set it up like I I wouldn't ask like, hey, why did you buy the course? Because it's kind of like a well, you should know why I bought it. Right. But you can set it up as like you just said, what were your expectations coming into this course? That's a great question to ask because then people will tell you what they expected, which is just another way to say, well, here's why I bought it. Right. Um, I think that's I think that's really smart. You have access to those people. They will likely give you some amazing feedback and, and direction because um, they bought from you and, and you know, that's where, that's where I would start. And then you can go to the people who didn't buy and you can be like, okay, how do we get them to think like these guys inside? And then you can just begin to either create challenges or work on the sales copy or, or really start to hone in on what those benefits are. Once you start having conversations, it really opens up things for you guys. Cause then, you, then, then you take the guesswork out of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Very true. Cool. So how, how are you guys feeling right now? I'm feeling Confident. Confident. Even more confident than we were when we first had the ideas. (laughs) Good. I mean, you guys, dude, I mean, when I read in your application that you're doing music videos, I was like, man, this is huge because every kid wants to be a YouTuber right now, right? And And that's exactly how we started. And every musician starts starts on YouTube. So huge opportunity there. Just keep working toward filling in that gap and understanding why they need this course giving them opportunities to get those first steps in so they can kind of upgrade to the next ones, which are your courses. And then from there, I'm sure there's going to be people who essentially graduate from your courses who will want more. Like I can imagine some of your students saying, all right, Michael, Rakeem, like I, I create music videos now, but how do I actually get signed or how do I get, how do I make money doing this? Well, that could be an add on or an upsell later. So that's like phase two, but nail phase one, and and you guys will you'll be set. So um, uh, that that's all I have, man. Like if if you wanted to for the audience listening, one thing I always do is is ask you what what was the most useful thing for you. And I'd love to ask both of you one by one, just really quick. It doesn't have to be a long answer, but of this conversation, what was the most useful thing for you? Well, for me, Michael, it was the disconnect from finding out that there could have been the disconnect from the challenge to the course. Awesome. Rakeem? Um, basically, pretty much on the same thing, I feel like that we 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 did the right thing as far as our pitch, but I feel like, as you said, we should have gave, gave more value as in what, what the consumer, like basically, like you said, with the club mm-hmm. thing, giving them what's in it, without actually being in, being in it. I feel like we gave too much in a sense. That's what I feel like. Cool. I Love feel it, like guys. we too much. Um, and also, I have a question for you, if you don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind. Have you ever, have you yourself ever um, basically sold something without actually having a product or or, or something? Are you, or have you ever met someone who's done that? I've done it four times now with each of my courses. Um, and it's what I teach. It's what's in my book. I recommend selling things before they exist. And if you imagine 
uh, Rakeem, like every single event that gets put out, right? When a person puts on an event, for example, they don't just set up the event, open the doors, and then all of a sudden go, hey, guys, come in. Can you buy a ticket now? They sell the tickets beforehand, right? And that's essentially what you're doing here except for a course. Um, Kickstarter, people are pledging thousands of dollars to buy these things that don't even exist because Kickstarter mostly are people saying, hey, here's what I want to create. I just need money to do it. So those things don't even exist yet. Online courses, it's what I teach. It's what I practice. Yeah, you guys, I mean, you guys are doing it the right way. Yeah, Michael just tapped me on the shoulder and told me that he he knew that because he the one that actually got me to listening to you. So uh, the question that I just <laughs> asked you, he, he already knew that. Uh, oh, I, okay. I just started listening to you probably half a month now. Cool. And uh, he, he's been listening way longer than that. So I'm just learning, but he already knew that. <laughs> yeah, well, keep crushing it, guys. Like, thank you for uh, the support and for listening, Michael, for a long time. And Rakeem just coming on recently. I appreciate you guys. And you know, best of luck to you. We'll definitely follow up with you in the future, kind of to check on you and see how things are going. But um, I think you guys have have the plan now. Thanks, no problem. Thanks. Thank you for your time. All right, guys. Thank you. Good luck. All right. See you later. All right. We're making breakthroughs, guys. The last few episodes have been fantastic. I mean, they're they're all great, and the ones that are coming are great too. So make sure you hit subscribe so you can get subscribed to the show. And because you subscribe to the show, subscribers get that show pushed to them every single time it comes out every single week so please subscribe i think i've said that enough and then finally guys just head on over to smartpassiveincome.com i haven't had that call to action in a while some stuff's there that may have changed maybe not but i'd love you to come check it out and see all the latest information that's there it's going to help you in your business as well but of course most importantly if you like this show subscribe and leave a review that'd be amazing thank you so much i appreciate you and i look forward to serving you in next week's episode Cheers. Peace out. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hey there. Thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show. For now, at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.